afraid. Situations change. People change. We get sick. We get well. Life is easy. Life is difficult. Help us not to stick to those things which are not eternal, which will fade. Let our eyes will see as you do and our ears hear as you hear. Without you, we are lost, deaf, and blind. We humble ourselves under your hand and we proclaim that we need you, Jesus, in our daily life, in our relationships. You are the wisdom. You are self-control. You are the fruit of the Spirit and God's love in us. Thank you, Jesus, that we do not need to bring supplications. You have done one thing which we would never be able to do. Is here anybody who knows, if not God, I know that I wouldn't be now in the place I am. Those who know this, give glory to God and don't forget these things. Jesus, thank you. Every clap is for you, Jesus. We are witnesses of your faithfulness and glory. Amen. Take your seats, please. Very soon we will start the series of sermons. I'm tempted to deliver now, but I know not now. Have you been in the place where you have this feeling? You have strong desire to share good news. It's very difficult because it's not proper time. You need to wait. The time will come and we will start those new series. Today, I'd love to look at those things which I believe now are very important and God opens to the church and when I say to the church I don't mean local church you and me but to the whole church body I would like us to read the Bible just to read the Bible together well we will wait well the verses will be displayed. Okay, so Matthew chapter 5, starting from the verse 2, it says, And he, meaning Jesus, began to teach them. This is the great sermon of the mount, one of the first mountain services which Jesus delivered. So let us have a look what he says. He says, blessed. Can you say it? Blessed. Can you say, I am blessed? <coughs> you can interpret it as happy. These are synonyms. I am happy. So, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, we will we'll first read how Jesus understands who is the blessed man. And then we will have a look at our understanding about blessings. Listen, we won't 
look at the worldly understanding of blessings, but we will look at our understanding of blessings. And I believe that God is coming anew to his church, first of all, to clean the church, because the times in which have stepped now, what was happening yesterday will not be able to keep you. The godly image which church had will fade. Now we see the difference already because we see people who become filled of Holy Spirit and other harden their hearts. We know those people with whom you were traveling for many years, but today you see great difference because things are changing, because time is different, and we have grace today to straighten the ways as John was going before Jesus. Today we have to straighten the ways before the Spirit comes on earth, and we will read the Bible when we do this. Look, Bible is the Word of God. What does it mean? It means the God itself, Himself. You can't separate them. Answer the question to yourself. How do you evaluate what is the blessing? And wherever you see that your understanding does not match the truth of words God, you know what you have to do. Humble yourself, define it, and repent that you got this so-to-called virus, certain thoughts which are hidden thoughts. You are not living in another kingdom, figuratively speaking, but you are called to live daily in God's kingdom. And maybe you stepped out to world's kingdom and you think like people think there, but you do it in a Christian way. So if your mindset has changed, go back because God wants to use you as he wants. So we continue reading. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. And we stop here, and we see that Jesus was sitting or standing by that crowd, which was looking at him and considering, is it a prophet, is it a God? And Jesus began to show them, demonstrate them. At that time, things they could not understand. How can a man be happy when he has 
poverty in his spirit. Look, wherever you live, wherever you were born, Norway or English countries, uh, who you will not find a person who will dream living his life about becoming poor. People don't look for courses like that. So when Jesus comes, he speaks things which were hard to understand. One thing he showed, what I'm saying to you, things I'm saying don't have anything in common with this world, like Hollywood or TV shows are showing teeth whitening process and other stuff which can make you happy. When we listen to some sermons, you might hear the way how to become happy. For example, people may say, when all of your prayers are answered, God will come in time, then you will be happy. But I keep saying, the church is has been soaked with wrong gospel. We need cleansing because we became the most unhappy church to my understanding on earth. I don't meet a lot of Christians who are really blessed, whose eyes are sparkling with joy, whose lips are full of gratefulness to God, doesn't matter through what they are going. I don't meet a lot of people like that. It means we have to get turned to wrong direction. If I read the Bible and I see that most of your life you would be suffering, I would say, yeah, I can accept it. But when I read in the Bible, rejoice and let nothing, don't have any lack in your joys. I understand something is wrong with us if we don't have this joy. There are things which have been done in the name of God, and this is my um, point of view. You may see differently. I would liken it as um, crusades, figuratively speaking. People are fighting with something. When people were doing going on crusades in the name of God, they were following God. But when you see where he is leading them, you start questioning, is this a place which is written in the Bible? Is this way described in the Bible? And you can't see this way in the Bible, then you understand this is their flesh, uh, divorces, blasphemies, gossip, which follow. Today you have to stop and turn back, and the beginning starts from us. And when we read, blessed are the poor in spirit, ask me, what does it mean? It means totally addicted to God's leading, totally dependable on God's leading. Look, maybe you are addicted today to some things like coffee, from different things, from tweets, from Nutella. I had this addiction in my life, but I confessed it publicly and it stopped. So wherever you had addiction in your life, uh, for example, you wake up and your brain says coffee, coffee, I need coffee, or I want to go to smoke, or I want to go to look TV. Wherever thoughts come which 
demands something. I remember when I was addicted to coffee a long time ago, and we went um, in Lithuania for some trip with boats, and suddenly we discovered with friends that we didn't take any coffee. Nobody took any coffee. You had to see this, how three people went to the villages to search for coffee. We were ready to pay any amount of money for the coffee. We paid five or ten times more for Jacob's coffee because we wanted coffee and then we were drinking that coffee. So something like that, when you understand that you will give anything away to have what you desire. And the scripture says, poor in spirit. So when you awake, you understand. If God will not tell you to which direction I should go, if you will not resurrect me, I will die in that place. doesn't matter that I keep reading the Bible for 20, 30 years, and I have certain experience with God, but today is a new day, and maybe more than yesterday, I need you. And this is the status when you will never be the master of the situation. The world teaches differently that you start from the bottom, that you start cleaning, and then somebody, when you reach certain heights, you become a direct and somebody else will clean for you. This is the worldly mindset that you will get more than others get. But here you read about different desire. If you want to become the servant, if you want to become addicted to the leading of Christ's spirit, blessed are you. You are happy. You are going to total freedom. I didn't invent this. The Bible says this. How much do we read about this? How much do we listen it? Is it popular in the church? No, but these are the secrets of happiness. If you continue reading the Bible, you will see that it brings freedom from your ego. It's the secret how to get freedom. But if we bring to the world the same message about happiness, but in Christian terms, uh, for example, you still desire to reach those highest places, you will find yourself in trouble. Among Christians, I have noticed one thing. It's eternal question. So who I am, what profession I should have, what is my calling, how should I enter it? So when they these people concentrate around themselves, they become bitter and they don't find anything. They are unhappy in any place. Whatever place they find, they still can't confirm this is their calling. I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking to myself, to my family, to the church. God loves us in the first place. The secret of happy person is, I will quote it, the Bible teaches that we wouldn't be concentrated on ourselves, on our calling and work, but you know what is the goal, whatever you do, Bible says, 
whatever you do, do it as you would do to the Lord. This is the secret of your calling and your discoveries, whatever you do. Are you cleaning or wiping dust? Be thankful to God that you have brush in your hand and you get food for your job. What is happiness? Happiness is when you are satisfied with what you have, not like the whole world, which is calculating blessings of other people. And we are surprised why we can't sleep, why we have headaches and other things, because the church is looking the wrong way. Wherever you are, be faithful, the scripture teaches. If you do cleaning as for the Lord, you will be the happiest man on the earth. You cannot notice a person like this wherever they are. You cannot notice a person like this in any organization when you are working as for the Lord. It's impossible. Nobody doesn't want to get rid of that person because uh, employers are looking for such people. There are people who are working only when the supervisor comes. Okay, so what are you doing when you are not working? Are you searching the Facebook? Are you looking uh, at the Christian things? Are you listening to the sermon? You want to justify yourself like this. Don't be surprised why in this case God's name uh, has difficulty spreading because not a good smell comes from the church. If you have the same desires as the world, why do you use the name of Jesus? My question is, am I looking for happiness in the way Bible teaches me? Are my priorities the same as Jesus's? Am I looking for God's kingdom? Am I looking for the reward from a human being? Or do I live like heathens, but I just have Christian image? These things will not resurrect people. The way to God's kingdom is very narrow. The gates are narrow. What does it mean? There's no place for flesh. There's no room for flesh. And the main essential thing is you make the choice towards which direction you will go. If you will look for happiness in the God's way, He will give you strength because you have turned yourself towards right direction. And today we need to revise our scale of priority and repent that you became deceived. You can live with the worldly mindset and with the mindset of God's kingdom. If every day you will have this goal to follow God, then you will ask God's priorities and you will learn to keep yourself daily on God's priorities when you will have challenges. In my life, I had uh, one example taken from my daily life when I sowed uh, in early the grass around my house. It became growing and our neighbors have stocky dog and they let their dog out and that dog went to our garden too because we don't have fences. So I saw through my window this dog walking through my nice grass 
leaving the marks of his paws, and I was standing by the window. I didn't have a gun, but I wanted to have it. And I knew whether now I will remain in God's kingdom with my mount set, or I want to shoot that dog why my neighbors didn't keep their dog away from my grass. And I remember this fight in my mind. I ran out, I drove away the dog from my grass, but I knew if now I will remain with my mindset, standing by the window in the same mindset, and I notice my desire to live is leaving and uh, hate started rising in my heart towards the neighbors and I was thinking but for many years I will have to live with them and I will not be able to watch them and it looked right in human eyes because their dog destroyed my grass but also I could stand and take other side in this war, which things are essential and which are non-essential based on God's word? So what the Bible teaches, and the first thing which came, that my house is called Graceland Court. It literally means grace. So the second thing which came, I remember that I had desire before moving to this house to proclaim gospel to the neighbors, to win their hearts to Christ, not by words, but by works. The third thing was, which came to my mind, okay, I can't match now my grass with my neighbor. It means I can't serve to my grass and I can't serve to the neighbor. And then I made a choice. It's not worthy. It's not worthy for my destroyed grass to lose possibility to be a light, to lose relationship with a, another human being, to start the war, it's not worthy. And when I understood this and I made a choice, happiness came back to my heart. Again, I became full of happiness and peace. We asked the neighbor if it's possible to keep your dog close to your house because we just have sown the grass. And they apologized. The talk was without any aggression. And God also showed me how to correct uh, to restore the damage which was done, to restore the grass. So I thought how many we lose in our lives because of grass, of things, of money. Our truth, is it worthy? Is it worthy? Why is it so simple to be led astray? You can't be at the same time in both kingdoms, worldly and godly. Their end result and goals are different. Our kingdom is unseen. You can't see with plain eye 
but these things are eternal and one day they will be seen but when you are moving nobody can see that forgiveness and the blessing when you are blessing your enemy which continues to uh, do bad things to you nobody sees only God sees your honesty when you serve as to the Lord nobody sees people will pass by and will not see but God does one day all these things they will remain nobody sees your travel of faith your journey of faith when you do not learn from flesh and world but God sees you will get evaluation from God it will remain eternally and even if you have to suffer from some ingestive let it be for example you are standing in the queue and you are hungry and the queue is very slow and you hear when people starting murmuring in that queue when others join in murmuring you came to Nando's and you don't have enough time somebody starts murmuring others join and you are among them and you are hungry too have you been in such situation and you can join to the mindset of this kingdom too or you can remind yourself you are not the citizen of this kingdom what is the most important in the kingdom of God or what would Jesus do what is the most important and you will get you will get the right thought at least you shall not join those who murmur in better way you will get even more insight in that situation and maybe opportunity to testify and the hunger disappears when you are concentrated on God's kingdom have you been in such situation we have to learn every day to walk as Jesus was teaching us to walk blessed are those of meek heart it doesn't mean that you have self low esteem it means that these people are not in a hurry to make their order meek will inherit the earth those who thirst for righteousness they desire righteousness which comes from God when you don't know what is going on but you are not proving to everybody your righteousness you decide to wait for God's righteousness to be revealed I don't want to live in my kingdom based on my judgment you can catch the thought I want to share in these times God in our daily lives is asking you are you looking at the right direction do you really value godly kingdom turn back to God's kingdom because you are a citizen of far greater kingdom God's point of view is different in his kingdom I urge you to read anew these words 
the very Sermon of Mount. For example, when Jesus says, whatever you want to be done for you, do this to others. Whatever you want to be done for you, do for others. Jesus says, this is the law and prophets. If you want people to do something for you, when you are standing in the queue, think about the person who is serving. Would you like to behave with that person the way others do? Bless your enemies, the scripture says. You might say all these things are impossible. Look, for human beings are impossible, but God can make it possible. Raise your standards. It's obvious when you have godly standards and when you have priorities of God's kingdom, you will need help of God. What you have is your choice in your hands whether you will choose to learn to love your husband as the Bible teaches. This is your determination. If it suits you to live worldly life, having Christian image, you can remain in it. But really happy person based on the Bible looks differently. It costs for him a lot. His flesh has no room. The way and gates are very narrow. And when you reach the final place on earth with your last breath and you stand before God face to face, you will see things differently. Things which look today very important then will you will see they were not so important. So draw conclusions now. Think about what you will take in the last moment, what you will carry in the last moment from this earth. It's worth to make sacrifice for your wife or your husband. It's worth to suffer when you can win the heart. It's worth to bless, to give, to offer, to sacrifice. All things, grass, achievements, supervisor's position will fade. When you will stand before God, there will be no director. You were fighting for that position to become director all your life. Just imagine, and you gave your last breath and you will not take any diploma, any position. And if you were stepping on the heads, lying in order to achieve this position of directors. So actually you were losing. It's not worth it to act like this. You are the church which is spirit-filled. You are called to reflect and shine God's light. There is a price for this very big price actually but it's worth it's worth please come musicians i know i haven't said anything new for you but i had this desire in my heart to remind you plain gospel towards which we are called jesus thank you 
I pray for myself. I pray for those listeners. I ask for your grace, for our heart, eyes to be opened. If we started chasing on this earth those things which heathen are chasing, let us reevaluate our friendships, our behavior in working place, behavior with brother and sister. People will recognize us from the fruit of love. This is how people will recognize us, from the fruit of love. We are those who allow these things to happen or we do not allow. And Lord, if we have entered into fleshly mindset, when we value earthly things more than heavenly, when we can lie to people in order to get promoted, forgive us if we act like this. It means that our hearts went astray, that we became deceived in our marriages and relationships. I'm praying for cleansing, for repentance, for humility, and uh, make us love those who are closest to us and to leave what is not important and take important things. You will not leave us. You will add those things we need. All your, our needs are known to you. You always give more than we can imagine. But let our hearts will be united with you. Teach us to cry with those who are crying and rejoice with those who are rejoicing to notice what you are noticing. Injustice, poor people, forsaken, orphans which maybe are being abused and we just pass by and don't notice because our mindset is occupied by other things. Please forgive us, Jesus. Open our eyes to see this earth as you do. And it's possible when we lift our eyes higher towards you, looking for the things that remain, Lord, teach us your ways in you. Enlighten us if our hearts turned astray and lead us into happiness as you understand it, as you see it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody of you, you are in the process uh, of legal battle. I believe God wants to tell you just let it go. Yes, they mistreated you, but let it go and let my justice to be done. You are in the place where you got tired. You wake up with a thought and you go with this thought to sleep. And God says, this is not the way. Let it go. Let me be the judge and God in this situation. And just Bless those people. Bless the judge. Bless. And be prepared to suffer on this earth. Don't be afraid. While you li live on this earth, you will see injustice. Our goal is to bring love. Our goal is to bring peace and joy, which comes not from this earth, which comes deep from the heart, 
which is unexplainable to human being and situation. But wherever you stand, you will be the witness of God's grace and God's power. God wants to touch those people. Take position which is yours. Don't be that soldier which is fighting for truth. Let God fight for it. Let God be God in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this. Somebody of you, you are in the place where you very often feel like a victim, poor. Not this poor which is addicted to God, but the poor who considers himself to be a victim. I believe that God is raising you up and uh, saying to you, stop and go and do good every day. And I will let you see the people and situations where I need you. I will use you. Wipe up your tears. Stop feeling sorrow for yourself that people are hurting you. Stop. Gospel teaches in different way. Take up your cross. Make decision that you will be my hands and my feet. Don't feel sorrow for yourself. Let us do what we can do, what we see we can do good things. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for glorious church which is rising. I thank you, God, that you let us live during these times and our eyes will see things we haven't seen and our ears will hear things we haven't heard. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.